Hey, what's going on? This is Billy Newman. And Marina Hansen. And you're listening to the Media Tech Podcast. It's our first episode that we're putting together, but uh, we're, we're coming in with uh, our two cents on media and tech too. I think that's one of the, uh, the podcast mainstays for a long time. I know I've been listening to them forever. Maybe some of the downloads this someday will have done that too. But uh, it's kind of fun. I always dig talking about tech and, uh, and media. I went, to, I went to school for media. Try to learn more about that. Try to be up on tech as much as I can. And, and I've kind of been like that for years. So it'll be fun to jump into a little podcast for a bit. But how are you doing, Marina? Thanks for uh, hanging out with me for a few today and starting off this first little uh, podcast episode. Yeah, it's fun getting this first episode started. I know it'll be a rough one, but it's, it'll be great yeah. getting it out. First yeah. episode. I was thinking, yeah, we should just get together and start talking a little bit and even just talk a little bit about what the podcast is or, or what we're kind of intending it for, for even minimally. But I want it to be relaxed and I want it to be kind of fun and I want it to be a little bit irreverent about technology stuff too. I mean, I have a, have a little bit more of a take than, uh, yeah, this is a great phone. Love it. I love this phone. So maybe we can do that, but <laughs> probably a lot of it's going to be some of the experiential stuff that we have going on too of, uh, of some of the technology and, and the way we're trying to make it make it work in our lives um, and how we're trying to do stuff. But I don't know. I want I want to have a, a few headline rundowns, like <laughs> some some kind of uh, important list of uh, of stories to get through. But I think in a big way, I want to try and grab like a couple of interesting headlines that we see, or just some some stuff that we had like a position to take on on some technology topic, and then you know, talk about it on the podcast here. I always like doing that sort of stuff, like. Um, I don't know, you just come up on like some story, you know, one of those headline stories of the week, like, wow, this product's coming out. What's that going to mean? Or, oh man, like this, this service just had this happen to it. Like, I want to talk about like the, like Apple root problem, like the, this whole like oh, bug right. and Mac. Yeah. It's like all just, yeah, weird stuff. Yeah. So there's like, there's just like interesting, like, oh, this is like a current thing. It's like, you know, some tech story. So I want to try and like be a part of covering that sort of stuff. And I think we have uh, interesting, uh, interesting perspectives on how some of that stuff works and, I know we've been following it for years, so I think we should jump in and, and talk about it too. But, you know, to start off though, we should really introduce ourselves. I'm Billy Newman. I'm a photographer. I work in uh, Oregon and uh, I try and take photographs of landscapes around the er area in the Northwest and, and Southwest too. That's also one of my favorite places. Marina is also a photographer. Marina, just I, I'm a photographer. A wonderful photographer. Thank you, Billy. And uh, yeah, I also do landscape and uh, outdoor adventure photography. And so kind of our background in this is, is coming to it from a, a position of doing media and using technology. And, I, you know, in a lot of the background education I had, that was really about me trying to study and learn media and technology and trying to, trying to meld those two things together to, to work into trying to create a career. And so I figured this was, you know, just sort of part of the, part of the talk of the discussion of the elements of the changing ways media and content and technology are all sort of moving around. It's interesting to talk about that stuff. I love, I love talking about social media and content, digital marketing and technology stories, new ice, new devices, new products, new laptops, you know, all that sort of stuff is, is kind of an interesting category of discussion to have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that we're definitely very involved with, with uh, our work and personal interests. Oh Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's one of those things where it's an industry that we're ancillarily involved in, regardless of uh, whether we meant to be or not, you know, just, just being in digital photography and, and trying to work in sort of a new media landscape. Part of that is also understanding technology and operating with it and, and really participating with it. So if there's anything that I can do that, that brings any value of, uh, of talking about some of the common is- issues or whatever headlines or, or news it is, I think it'd be fun. It'd be kind of a good experience for us to, uh, to try and connect with some people out there too. And and network with people too that, that know a bit more than us. It'd be fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it'll, it'll be, be great. A cool thing. So we're just getting the podcast feed up off the ground. Now we run another podcast and that's the, the Billy Newman photo podcast. You can find that on iTunes and on the Google play store. If you were to search for it, um, we do another one. That's the night sky podcast, which is a great podcast. You should tell us, Marina, what is the night sky podcast about? As you may have guessed from the name, the Night Sky Podcast is a podcast about astronomy and Whoa. the night sky. Really? <laughs> As a matter of fact, but it's pretty cool. Sounds cool. We uh, we talk about ethnoastronomy and uh, observable astronomy. Is yeah. sort, of, sort of the topics we touch on a lot. Yeah, we, we yeah a lot of stuff jumps Great. into to deep physics. I might not really be us, but what we're interested in is uh, yeah stuff you can see tonight in the night sky if you have if you have clear viewing i really appreciate that stuff you know just growing up you always you always kind of and probably people that that would similarly be interested in technology or you know at least in us they they always kind of have a tendency of like you know sciences and and some of that stuff and i always appreciated going out at night and then trying to know which constellations are up and which planets are up and then tracking some of that motion and now over I'm 20, you know, I'm in my late 20s, but now over 20 years of watching the sky move around, you, you kind of see some of the patterns of some of the movement and stuff. And then as you learn more, I mean, because my education is really sh- shallow, likely as it, as it would be. Um, but as you learn more and more, you find out all this context about some of these pieces that you've known so much about for a long time. And that's where archaeoastronomy comes in and ethnoastronomy comes in. And it's super interesting stuff to learn about, just how all these connections in history are made to these things that we still take as you know, the days of the week or something that's been around for thousands of years related to some other abstractions that ancient people made. Really interesting things that, you know, all tie back to the stars. So that's an interesting podcast, but yeah, that's the night sky podcast. And we're putting together another one about our outdoor adventure travel stuff called the get out there podcast. And all those can be found in just about every place you can find them. I bet. iTunes, Google play. Yeah. That's a good start. You can find them on YouTube too. YouTube. Yeah, there's a, there's a little YouTube version that's out there. So there's and a few. And Billy's personal website. Yeah, billynewmanphoto.com is out there. And that has some of my uh, portfolio work and uh, some of the blog stuff about our trips and travels and links out to all the other good stuff. So you can go there, billynewmanphoto.com. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So yeah. we got uh, some tech stuff going on, but uh, most of that revolves around uh, pr- putting some of the studio stuff together and then building a few of the uh, the feeds, like the podcast feeds. Podcasting has been around for a long time. Now it seems like it really has been, right? Yeah, it seems like it's just a pretty regular thing that people are used to. Yeah. When, when was the first time you were exposed to the term or concept? Do you have any idea? Really not that long ago. Weirdly yeah. thinking about... Um, because I think it wasn't until maybe 2009 or so that I heard the first podcast that I ever heard. Yeah. You know, that's probably how it was for a lot of people. I remember Twitter not really breaking until late 2009. 
And then I also, you know, I remember like the podcasting stuff just barely starting to break, but that was still niche at that time. And it was just starting to, to fold over to the stuff that was happening in, in Los Angeles when the podcast market started to take off like crazy in the LA area and, uh, or the entertainment industry down there when they started popping into it. So it was really interesting to kind of see it spread. But I remember like, um, well, I remember when the, the iPod came out and I remember when iTunes was introduced as like the, 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 the software that would service it. And, um, I was way into like the tech stuff way back in the day too. So I kind of remember some of the early stuff that had popped up, but I remember when, when podcast popped for the first time, I think it was really with the video iPod is my experience of it. I think that yeah. was like, yeah, that was like the, was that the fourth iPod or something? That was like, it was 2004 or five. I think it was my, what was that? Must've been Oh five. That's when I first started seeing them. I remember I, I watched like a, tr- a, a, I watched a pilot episode for a TV show that never came out on this, <laughs> on this iPod video. And I was like, whoa, it's the future. It was so cool that I remember just sitting in a car and I was like, wow, this looks like video. Like, cause even like two or three years before that, I was like desperate when I was a kid, I had a Game Boy, the Game Boy Color when it came out, you know, early, and I was like, oh man, I wish this was like good at all. <laughs> and then just a couple years yeah. later, you're like, whoa. Hey, we yeah. did it. We're here. Like, boom. That's. And I don't know if we, we have that kind of uh, development now as like a kid uh, or something. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe it, same way. it felt cool when AR popped, but has it popped? I don't think, I think historically we're going to say Pokemon Go was not the AR moment, but it was a bit. It was the first time we were like, oh, that's like a thing, you know? Well, yeah, like that's like a, a perspective thing. So it's interesting, like uh, little things that happen now, but it, it seems like every, it's it's kind of cool now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty cool. It seems pretty cool every time. (laughs) I guess that's not a bad place to be, but yeah, for a man, for a while, that was a little, uh, yeah, I would, I would have been crazy as a kid to get a hold of like a two or three inch color screen that looked good that I could like watch stuff on. Everything was just like a little one inch Game Boy color screen. (laughs) Like that. Yeah. That you could barely see. Oh, oh, the dark ages, right? The 1990s. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but I remember like the early podcast stuff, the, po- the iPod video that came out. And I remember, yeah, watching like video podcasts on it. Then I remember Dignation coming out on it. Oh yeah, Dignation. And that was like one of the first video podcast pieces of content that was coming out. Or it's like System and other stuff from Revision 3 is that, that whole like uh, podcast video publishing stuff started popping up. And that was like 2005, six, seven, eight, nine when that was really like, on the rise like they had a whole company going that was that was a whole silicon valley era of podcasting stuff a lot of a lot of diversified stuff outside of that of course but it seemed like you know and then twit like the this week in tech stuff and all the stuff that that adam curry was doing with me early on or like that you know the pod show stuff right yeah because i guess like so to go even further back it was like dave weiner who was the developer coder i don't know what everybody likes to be called i think it's it's seasonal. It seems like, you know, it used to be one thing. It used to be webmaster. Webmaster. I'm a webmaster. <laughs> they should have stuck with that one. Surfing the net. Little webmasters out there. <laughs> Surfing the net on the information superhighway. Superhighway. So super. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it was Dave Weiner and then uh, Adam Curry. I think Adam Curry had the concept for it coming from the radio background stuff. He's like, hey, what if we'd use this thing that sends blogs out to my, to my deal? What if we use that to have a blog of an audio file that popped every day? 
and that was sort of the that was sort of the integration of the RSS system, the really simple syndication system with an enclosure that could have an audio file in it. And that's really when we started having these audio file like radio show like broadcasts that came out on a file that you would download. I think early on it was some stuff that was in, um, what was it like? Uh, BitTorrent was like one of the early ways of transmitting these files around, like because bandwidth from these independent producers was so limited that they would use BitTorrent to try and do distribution of these video files. Because this was before YouTube was really built too, so there, there wasn't even really an infrastructure at the time to do that. It was all at this emergent point, like when oh you had to use like like this flash player or or a real player. Oh, I mean, ah, real player? Do you, did you? I remember real player? real player. Yeah, real player. Uh, it was like yeah before YouTube, you went to a you went to a site to watch a piece of co- like uh, audio content or video content, and it would have like this block thing where your your real player was update was out of date. Yeah, you had to deal with it anyway. And then you do it, and then it was like it was just this awful video player for hosted video on sites. And it was really interesting to see like all the advancement that happened. One in browsers on that side of the technology, but then also on like the the, the back end side of the internet, and it just being able to service broadband that was another huge advancement that happened in like five years like if you look at like 1999 to 2004 if you, or well, I don't know, if you look at that like span it's like a surprising amount of increase of, of the number of people that were on 56k dial-up that had just gotten onto 56k dial-up and then had already cycled up to a more advanced system like cable or dsl broadband not billy though billy was still <laughs> on aol I had the di- I got the disc and it would give you minutes or it would give you like 90 days free. Yeah. And then I would call because my time was worth nothing as a little kid. I would call for hours and then cancel my AOL. Oh yeah. So that I wouldn't have to pay it. And then they would like be like, well, don't leave. We'll give you another month for free. And I'd say, okay. And then I would like call again a month later. <laughs> and then like, yeah. So I ended up having to like drop it once or twice. But I was on dial up through high school <laughs> that is another oh, world for kids these days but i got by a little bit on myspace i instant messaged you're in there i was in there i was doing <laughs> it but i wasn't using real player very effectively <laughs> so uh, yeah imagine okay if i was on dial-up imagine what computer i was on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was i was working 486s for a while it was cool though i built it myself it was fun that's pretty cool. Taking around with them. Um, so, um, yeah, like podcast stuff, 2005, the video iPod comes out. It's like a new version of iTunes that has like the, the podcast store that launches or, you know, the podcast, I don't know, page that shows up, you know, where you can search podcasts and there's a podcast directory of stuff there. And uh, yeah, that's when I started jumping into it because I was, I was listening to Twit, I think in high school, like the This Week in Tech stuff. And I was listening to the Revision 3 stuff and that started to kind of expand out from there because it kind of all goes back to like tech TV stuff way back in the day. And so after that, like I got into college, I started getting into podcasting then like because I, I wanted to do radio stuff. And I did like my first podcast probably around this time of year, probably around 10 years ago. I should find that episode. I think it was like, I don't know. I think there was like one episode or two episodes. I tried like a couple days or like I, I did like, I started school in 2007 at college. And then I, I jumped into like, I tested it out at the radio station for a couple days in the fall, like at the end of the fall term at the beginning of December. And then like in January, I started doing uh, like a podcast that I was supposed to do. 
But it was cool. Yeah, I did like a handful of those. And then, yeah, I got like, I did it for a while. It was fun. It was, it was really cool. That was uh, Oregon State University's first podcast, right? OSU interview. The first <laughs> podcast at Oregon State University. And then everybody I would talk to the radio station was like, uh, what's a podcast? What is it? So I don't know about, is that, what is that about us? <laughs> I had no idea. It was great. Um, so that was, it was always discouraging because I was like, oh, I got it. Now I know I should just do all that dumb stuff on my own. Uh, so that it gets to be uh, cool and stuff. I would have probably never done like an OSU news show if it was that originally, but it was just to kind of be involved and be involved in the, like, the student media program there and generate sure. something. Yeah, blah, blah. And it was always better. You know what? Even like the studio that we have right now is more advanced by far, especially given like all this stuff that we can do and all the stuff that can come in than the studio that we were using for the radio station at the college campus. Nowadays, it's probably great. Like right after I left, they took they took all of my tuition money that I would have put in over <laughs> four years and like 30,000 other kids and they built this giant building that uh, has a bunch of whatever's in it. And so it's, it's probably all cool. But no on Oregon State and the media department, it's probably still really bad. It's probably still something oh, yeah. you don't get to use. That's what I remember. Um, but yeah, the podcasting stuff. Yeah, I remember like the first podcast I recorded was I think in 2007. And then I really started doing a good bit in like 2009 and 10. And then we started getting in, into it again here. Like after we started getting settled in with like the photo stuff that we were doing, we started doing more podcasts and stuff when we, uh, we got set up here at the house. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. It's that cool. was my first experience with podcasting. Woo. Little podcaster. It's pretty, pretty cool. It's always fun. So yeah, I don't know. Podcasts and stuff's been going on for a long time. We're pumped to get into it. And uh, we've been doing it for like a couple of years with our other podcast. Yeah, it's Whoa. really been going on for a while. You've had the Billy Newman Photo Podcast for a few years now. Yeah, yeah. The the Night Sky one the that we were looking Sky at. One, yeah. That was a couple of years back too. That cool. was in 2015 that we recorded some of that stuff. Man, no wow. way. We're moving right along, Marina. Thank goodness. I'm a little bit better at it now. <laughs> you guys will have to bear with me though. So cool. You're doing it. Wonderful job podcasting with me, Marina. Thanks for making little studios. Thank you for teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a little silly broadcast and uh, telling old stories about podcasts that, like, I wonder who was like, oh, wow, well, yeah. What an interesting story about old podcasts. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, there are people out there who are, who are interested in tech stuff who would who'd be interested in hearing about podcasting. There might be another one. Or maybe one. we're just. Maybe they do. <laughs> if you're the person, email us. I'm she sure. Send us an email. Oh yeah, I love him. <laughs> um, so, well, Marina, let's talk tech. We got to do it. Uh, there's a well. There was like an interesting story that came out. There's a couple interesting, interesting parts going on with Apple right now, and um, I really dig Apple and Apple stuff. The last ten years have been an insane run of a company like really just like hitting super cool things all the time. It's almost like a, it's just this whole like generation of like devices has been too cool. It's been so many things that are so nice, so fast. It's almost like it's an unusual, it's an unprecedented moment against like all the other decades in history that we can kind of map it against. Probably there's a few where there's a rapid advancement or, you know, it felt, it felt like that. Interestingly though, we don't really see that many changes in style. Like style from about 10 years ago feels about the same to me. In, in certain ways, there's idiosyncratic things that are different, but, but it seems like 
some of like music style maybe or or some of the pop music style some of the things they still seem sort of stayed the same but where we really see a lot of the the advancements are in the technology and device side and app side and the service side uh, things that are coming out and it's interesting to see like the development of that instead of the development of these new bands let's say like what we would have gotten the, the 1980s to 90s where we go from hair metal to grunge we see like the stylistic change sort of a thing or we go you know from from more specifically to like Skid Row to Nirvana sort of a thing. Yeah. And then now it's those people are really just making their creative expression in app culture. Like they're building an app that expresses their stylistic vision instead of making like a band that makes like an artistic vision expression. It's interesting to see like the differences of the way that different people kind of express themselves through the companies that they create or the services that they create. And I think like um, to get to this story, there's a, there's like a piece that come out had come out about Apple and about um, it was like, is, was, is Tim Cook, Steve Jobs biggest mistake. It was one that kind of had some, some back and forth stuff on it. And I had some opinions on it too. Like when we were, uh, when we were hearing about it and I was thinking at the time, like, yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> that's the knee jerk reaction. Right. But uh but to be more nuanced about it, it's kind of a, an interesting thing to think about a little bit. You know, if we think about Steve Jobs and, um, and sort of some of the stuff that he did at Apple, it seems that he was really aware of understanding archetypal situations or building archetypal meaning in the marketing that he produced for his company. And it seemed like his vision of that was super clear Though, I mean, it's probably something that you can't really point to. Someone could say, well, no, it's not. And then I couldn't say anything about it. I don't know if that's the case, but it seems like there's a strong argument to make or a strong amount of clarity that you could have in sort of seeing some of the stuff that that Steve Jobs was doing that was working. Or maybe that the culture under Steve that was doing, that was a little bit more something that's easy for the consumer to accept. And it's a little bit of everything kind of tied into like removing the headphone jack from the iPhone and the more modern iPhones. To, um, to like this huge problem that happened with, um, with the root password being <laughs> set to nothing on Mac OS High Sierra. It just seems like, like that's a crazy, and like the HomePod being delayed and maybe some of the, the missteps in executing the Apple Music product and not really having content behind that marketed or available in the way that would really work. So it, Apple's always had tricky things and with, with bad, with some bad products in their lineup, or you know, with some kind of missed service, like there was like dot cl- cloud, not iCloud. What was before iCloud? I don't know. It was whatever the. It was I'm some sorry. dot Mac day or something, something like that. It was you know, it was, it was early like uh, two thousand stuff after Steve Jobs had gotten back to Apple, and there was like a few things that were still clumsy. The 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 laptop was great. The the main Mac Pro was great at the time. The monitors were like on top iPods were top products, but like those like side products, like they would get a little weird still back then. Even Apple's a way bigger company now, and they're they're way more involved in everybody's lives. I mean, you know, if you look around at like, well, especially yeah, yeah. like after after the development of the iPhone ten years ago, and then the the ramp up of um, of access that that gave them to the customer base outside of that, it's like you see more Macs now really than you do PCs in most personal work environments. Oh yeah. That's really true. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you go, if you go to a business, I guess, yeah, it's probably still serviced by IBM. Uh, ugh. But, uh, but really, yeah, if you drop into any coffee shop, 
You're going to see... They're all MacBooks. You're going to see MacBooks. You're going to see a lot of iPhones. And so it's interesting to see the shift into iPhones and into devices that are really, you know, iPads that are really Apple-focused. All super interesting products, all super revolutionary things. And, you know, when I talk about archetypal stuff, you think about, you sort of think about like myths or you think about like the Bible, you think about some stuff like that. It seems like, uh, or I just kind of think about some of the Steve Jobs stuff of like coming down and showing the I phone for the first time you kind of think about that as like moses coming down with the tablets for the first time coming down with the stone tablets of the commandments and you sort of think of it as like uh, some position on high where it like something better from the future comes down and is bestowed upon the people through an intermediary sort of yeah thing. so it's sort of like it, it seems like it was sort of tied in to be the thing that people react to this archetypal circumstance that's the thing that people respond to in a certain way, respond powerfully to. There goes our heaters. <laughs> our home studio includes very loud heaters that turn on without our control. <laughs> yeah, we should say that there's plumbers working. <laughs> Sounds like the it. The plumber just showed up and they're banging on the hammer. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Um, but yeah, this archetypal situation is something that it seemed like Steve Jobs was really kind of intentionally trying to manipulate in the way that he positioned himself and some of the situations around that. Now, there's no doubt that that's well written down and well documented. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we know the Steve Jobs pretend to be Moses archetype trick for the stage. It's like, it's something like stage people are going to know well more than, than me, I suppose. So you can still see like Tim Cook doing those sorts of things. But there's a little bit of a position where you, it seems like it's just not quite right. Like it doesn't really hit the same line anymore. And I feel that like... Uh, in some of the issues of removing the the port, the, the audio port on the iPhone or removing a lot of the ports on the new versions of the MacBook Pro with the touch bar at the top that was the removal of a functional set of keys, literally right. function keys for something that, that doesn't have a UI use at the time that developers haven't really created something reasonable for. And so it was just sort of, a, it's an interesting like miss yeah, it's a lot of new ideas that are not more useful. Yeah. Or yeah. more functional. Yeah, it definitely is that. I think I wrote something down and it was just like this idea of this like, I think when Steve Jobs was first making Apple, one of the alternate names was Bicycle. And Bicycle was uh, the name because um, there was a paper that had come out at the time. And when you uh, they, they read the paper and it said like every animal is really better at every natural skill than a human would be. How fast can a human run? How fast can a horse or a zebra how or a strong gazelle? Is a human. Yeah, how st strong is a human? How versus any other thing? So we're like way weaker, way slower, like way less capable physically than a lot of things. And so it's like, how is it that we come ahead or something? And then, and then it also, I think you know, some kind of some kind of. Uh, measurable race thing that they or measurable stress test that they put each of these these things through but then at the top it was um it was i think how far or how fast an animal could, how efficiently could an animal move across a terrain and it was like a person walking you know like a, an animal running or something like that and then it was a person on a bicycle and it was like way 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 more efficient than anything else and like the differentiator for humans is their mind to create mechanisms that can 
like compound their efficiency at something. And so the bicycle was this way of compounding your efficiency for travel. And then similarly, why it was the idea for naming the computer company later known as Apple bicycle was the idea that uh, a laptop or a computer was a bicycle for the human mind. It was some way of compounding efficiency of thought and of ideas through a machine that could record that and then process it and, you know, locate it in places. Yeah. That's what, I think that's what people miss about Steve Jobs. Yes. Is that, <laughs> it's that, that thought yes. that it is of what, why, why do we want this? We want it because it makes us better. Yeah. Which my a phone really, there are things that really do. And there's a reason I don't have an Apple watch on exactly. right now. I don't care about, I don't need Those to things. scroll through an app store on my wrist. Yeah. Some do, but, but really you don't. And that's why it's not the product that's, that's really changing the world, you know, right. or that's not the, that's not the real thing. Or and yeah, other it's things. not the new iPod. Yes. Yeah. And it, even similarly, like with the, with stuff around the MacBook pro, the touch bar, the change of the ports and stuff, it's, it's this, tr it's this weird trade of fashion or a vanity it seems like this vanity appeal and it's it seems like it's it's just sort of that i don't know it seems like this is something that has occurred in history again and again but it's sort of that feeling you get when something's gone too far and it started corrupting yeah it might it's an inane sense it's i don't know I, you know it might not it's it's not real or it's not to say there's any actual corruptness but the, there's like this sensation of that and it doesn't really feel like it's right or tight in the same way it doesn't feel like the vision is there even if things are wrong it feels like it is just to to duplicate what was past but right, not yeah. really knowing the direction forward there's something like that that i see a bit but um it was interesting there in the article it talked about steve Ballmer. steve Ballmer was like the he was the CEO, of course, at Microsoft for like a decade after Bill Gates. And um, it was interesting because he is kind of considered a failure. I don't know if you ever got that. I mean, you know, it was, it was a weird, who, who cares? In tech even, who cares about the CEOs at some point? Or I, I don't care if, or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, but it, it's interesting though, like how it goes. Steve jo or Steve Ballmer is kind of considered a, a bad CEO of Microsoft and just sort of the ether, even though he really like increased their revenue and increased their product lines and their sales by a ton during his time there. He did business of the product much better than had happened before or in a very good way for the market and like how to sell stuff at the time. But what didn't happen was um, a lot of the stuff that of the technological stuff that had happened so it was the same sort of thing where it was this lack of vision of what was going to happen and they missed out on a lot of web stuff they missed out on a lot of uh, web 2.0 social stuff they missed out and were really slow to jump onto like the web services stuff that happened later you know like as we uh, i mean they kind of they pulled into bing and they pulled into some other stuff but it's not it's not really the development of the business in the way that it could have gone so the profitable sections got a lot of attention and then these like uh, these developmental sections i guess didn't really grow in the same way so that's a criticism that they put against steve ballmer in a big way and then i guess similarly similarly they're trying to put this kind of thing on tim cook which i kind of do a bit you know it seems like he's operational right yeah seems I like that so. 
And so it makes sense. Like, I'm sure he's great at getting wholesale parts. You know, you know like, like, well, yeah, we got this great designed piece for us for a way better price than we thought we could get it. I'm sure those kinds of things are, are super efficient in the way that they work, you know. Um, but it's that piece of it. But is this is another product and it is for sale. But is this the answer of the vision? Right. And what is the vision of it? Yeah. That's what I end up wondering a lot. Like you were mentioning with uh with like the that uh, upper row of function keys yeah. on the MacBooks. Yeah. Just what it just that? doesn't make sense. That's not where you would look for those things. What are you the things? Yeah. Even. And what are the things? You don't I know what's on my watch. I know a thing that it does. That's why I have it. What are the th- I know what these buttons do. If I press the four key, it does four. But what what does it do when it doesn't do and it just does anything? Yeah. I want it. I would like touch. That's sure. That could be a cool thing. But let's keep it like, you know, sort of like, or there's some kind of contextual thing that where like it, it's used the same way app to app, but does something that's useful and important. I would love controls like that. But those kind of design things, they seem to be, or th- those perspective things seem to be slipped. And, and uh, just a few little, there's a few little things. It's interesting to see. And it was interesting to kind of hear about that article and, and hear some of the, uh, the conjecture similar to mine on either side of uh, whether it was true or not true. Couldn't all be Tim Cook's fault, but also it seems like it is similarly to like how a president in political science, they talk about how a president is sort of the, the social barometer for the country where there's a, there's, there's kind of a state that the comp- the country will reach over the four or eight year period that a president's there where it's, it's sort of, a weird psychological mirroring of the president's persona onto the public kind of see that in bush with a lot of a lot of flat i mean there's there's other circumstances too but you really do see it and regardless of whatever circumstances politically that happen there's there's things that you see see in stuff in obama but you probably definitely obviously see it in things around trump right now too Uh, and it's kind of this weird like temperature heightening that you see similarly like what we were talking about between Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer, there's differences in the way things operate over time as, as things grow on. There's differences in the way things operate between Steve Jobs and Tim Cook now. It'll be interesting too to see like what happens after that. It might be a company that was really only ever the thing with Steve Jobs. Yeah. It'd be interesting if someone else can jump in and do it. I'm, it'll exist forever and I'm sure whatever thinking we have right now in history will just sort of be washed away as, as it's just sort of, I don't know, whatever, whatever many next generations of products come out decades later, it'll just kind of be like, Oh yeah, I guess there used to be those. I don't know if it'll really, you know, be as, be as thought out anymore, but there's still a chance, you know, that it, it doesn't have to be as good every year. It's one of those things where you notice like, Oh, like this used to work better. It's kind of a weird, you know, like when, even with our phones, right? Like the, the removal of a headphone jack, you think like, oh, yeah, shoot. Or removal of USB to USB-C. Mm-hmm. It's like, shoot, I guess I won't have any USB-C stuff for like four or five more years. So what do I do in between now and then? But it's weird to think about. But yeah. it's cool. Thanks for thinking about some tech stuff with me, Marina. Thanks so much, Billy. Thanks for starting up this first podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I think it would be cool to talk about more technology topics and uh, technology stories and stuff. It'll be cool. We should do a little rundown of like some little new things and kind of be like, yeah, that it's good. It's bad. Or 
whatever we think about it or we you know just get into our thing and then uh, be chatty about it but thanks guys thanks for anybody that uh, about to listen to this media tech podcast on behalf of marina hansen my name is billy newman and thank you very much for listening